episode 66, A Win and a Whistle. Send It Podcast is back with your wild card weekend roundup and our round one preview. Coach, how are we doing tonight? I'm great, man. We uh dominating win on Sunday night football. Um, good uh good send off to Big Ben. See you later, bro. And uh three touchdown win. I'm not gonna complain about it. I'm happy about it and uh looking forward to this uh uh this Buffalo rematch. You know, we we kicked their ass in the AFC championship game last year. They kicked our ass in the beginning of the year, so it's uh you know, it's time to uh to break the tie. Call it that, and, and get and get the win this Sunday. So I'm excited. Yeah, that's definitely pencil in as my favorite game as far as lineups go. Because last weekend had some ups and downs, as we both know. So yeah. why don't we just why don't we just get it right into one of the downs? Just let's, go for it right now. It. I'm with you, man. I, I feel for you. Five of the pattern. Burrow tries to keep it alive. Scrambles. Throws it back in the end zone, but was he out of bounds first, or is it a touchdown? Clear whistle. Clear whistle for anyone, anyone listening. That was a clear whistle for anyone that heard it before the ball was in the receiver's hands. Just saying. All right, so Raiders go to the Bengals' house in Cincinnati. Um, First time Carr's playing in the playoffs. Second time the team has made the playoffs in six seasons. We lose 19-26. to Carr goes 29 for 54. Not great. Uh, QBR of 39, 310 yards, one touchdown, one interception, one fumble. As I've said on the show a bajillion times, if Carr turns, anyone turns the ball over, we cannot seem to win. A lot of teams can recover from that. For example, Patty Mahomes threw one pick, kind of, against the Steelers. Um, also, Darrell Williams had a fumble that was returned for a touchdown, and the Chiefs were still able to win by three touchdowns. The Raiders cannot afford to turn the ball over at all. They're just not that good. Um, so we turned it over twice, um, and the defense still held strong on on both of those takeaways, and I think limited the Bengals to combine six points on those, but um, there was too much damage done early on for us to really recover. Jacobs had a decent night, 13 carries, 83 yards. A bunch of those actually ended up coming back um, due to penalties. There were seven. Um, Zay Jones had a touchdown, 61 yards. Waller had 76 yards, so he's finally getting back into it. Um, but let's just go on, on some of the issues we had here. The Raiders were eight for 18 in third down efficiency. They were terrible in the red zone. They were one for five attempts at the end of the game. We all watched it. Um, we had four chances to tie the game in the red zone, nine yards away from tying it or possibly a two point attempt and winning it. Um, and then the last attempt was a pick thrown into double coverage, awful play. Um, so when I, you know, we'll go on the flip side, Burrow, he went 24 for 34, two touchdowns, 244 yards. So not crazy, but not bad, which is what he does. He takes care of the ball. He's methodical. The speed in which he was getting the ball out of his hands because his O-line is not great, um, was exactly what they had to do. And he did it. I don't think I've ever seen Carr kind of orchestrate drives like that. at such a quick speed, like processing that quickly. If you didn't know. Uh, him and Jamar Chase went to college together. For anyone out there, I was that not was aware. Did they, you did weren't they, aware? Okay, was it? No, I didn't know. After every reception, oh my god, they know each other so well. Yeah, we get it, dude. They went to college. I get it. Oh my god, give us Devonte Adams. Him and Carr went to college together. There, I fixed it. Um. Anyway, so obviously that's still under my skin right now. Um, but it just started off on the on the wrong note. Jamar Chase was was wheeling and dealing. Uh, Brandon Fashion, however you say his name, and True Font were 
quote unquote covering him. They could not. Um, he Chase had nine receptions for 116 yards. There was even one catch, I think, for like 20 something where he bobbled it. And if there had been a defender within three feet, five feet of him, they could have popped the ball out. But Trufant was already falling over. Faishon was already burnt toast. Um, once we kind of switched Hayward over to his side, um, but he juggled between him and T. Higgins. Um, there's, their receivers were 0 for 4 when Burrow targeted whoever Hayward was covering. Um, so I re- appreciate that, but um, it was just just too much damage. The The Bengals were putting a lot of great pressure on Carr. Hendrickson and Hubbard were having a day, constantly blitzed, constantly throwing it away or getting hit or getting sacked. It was just, I don't understand how he didn't see the blitz because I feel like Josh Rosen could have seen it. Um, it was just nonstop, and he just wasn't getting the ball. If he got the ball out at the speed that Burrow was, we'd be in business, but he was not. Um. Defense played okay. I mean, 26 points, once again, is a lot, but um, they held strong. They did a lot better in the red zone than they normally do. The D-line was probably the more disappointing thing. They didn't get to burrow enough. Two sacks, five QB hits. They were a lot of chips and blocks. Um, they were putting Ngakwe and Crosby on their ass before they could actually get get to him. Um, You know. Just overall, not great. We didn't really have enough depth in the secondary to match up with their offense. And uh, Mixon didn't even have a huge night. He had 17 carries for 48 yards. So Jacobs had four less carries and had about 40 more yards than him. So, I mean, still didn't do any good. Let's get to the the real mistakes. Um, The Peyton Barber botched kick return. I don't know what he was thinking, but we would have had the ball in the 40-yard line if he had let the ball go out of bounds like anyone in special teams knows. Instead, he left one foot inbounds and touched the ball. They end up starting at the five-yard line. Not great. Um, Carr's fumble obviously pissed me off. There were seven penalties. I think six of the seven were done by the offensive line. Every single member of the O-line got a penalty, and a lot of them were on the Bengals' side of the field. So we would make progress. There was one where Jacobs ran it down to like the two-yard line or the one, and then it was pulled back because of a a holding penalty. So we could have punched that one in. And then obviously let's just get to it. Whistlegate, um, Jerome Boger, Booger, however you say his name, their refing crew was abysmal. Obviously we did all this to ourselves, but this was like the modern day version of the tuck rule to me. Obviously it wasn't um, deep in the playoffs like the tuck rule was, but you know, we're finally back in there. It looks like Joe Burrow's going out of bounds. I thought he was out. You could see Max Crosby throwing his arms out. He thought he was out. And then Burrow releases the ball and you hear a blatant whistle, and everyone says, "Oh well, the it looked like the Raiders secondary, you know, stopped, but they didn't stop. They were all just burnt by the receivers, so that's why. No, they stopped. They heard the whistle. They thought the play was dead. That's why Tyler Boyd was just standing there when he caught the ball. He's like, "Oh, it's being thrown to me. I might as well catch it." And they're like, "Oh my God, there, there's a chance this could be a touchdown," because Burrow was putting his arms up right away. There was a touchdown, so you know. They they want the refs wanted to leave Cincinnati with their lives, so they said it was a touchdown. That's basically what it is. Because suddenly the refing crew is unable to ref for the rest of the playoffs. If there's nothing wrong with the call, then why can't why can't they keep refing? The NFL's way of acknowledging a mistake without acknowledging a mistake. So granted, they were doing well enough in the red zone that they at least would have got three points out of it. But I still wanted it. The play should have been redone, and oh. they didn't do it. They just gave them gave them the uh, the points. So um, the Raiders fought. They kept it close. It, it was definitely a winnable game, which is the more frustrating part. We weren't blown out like the first time. Just a lot of mistakes. I can't put it all on, on the whistle. Um, 
that did play a part of it. But in general, the team just it, it's a sloppy ball and this mediocre offense uh, in general. So that was my eight minute rant on the game. <laughs> Uh, coach, what, what did you have on it, dude? What are your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts are this, man. Like, you know, a rule's a rule, and you didn't enforce that rule, and it it had uh, game game changing um, effects to it. Um, you know, it's one thing if you know you guys lose by three touchdowns, like yeah, no one cares. But when it's a touchdown, um, that makes a huge deal. Uh, I think you guys fought well. Um, obviously, Card didn't play his best game. Um, but you guys fought your way back to, you know, to to have a chance to tie the game at the end. Um, didn't work out for you. Um, it's uh, like I said, it's a really, it's a really shitty deal. And I, I, I genuinely feel for you guys because it's like, you know, d- to go through the adversity you guys had to go through during the season to, to even get to the playoffs, to, to lose on something like – not to say that you would have won the game if 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 you know they they placed the ball back. Who knows? Maybe he throws a touchdown to Jamar Chase, who he went to college with, or something like that. But oh, they went to college. Oh they God. went to college together. Yeah, in case you didn't know. Yeah, they went to college. Uh, college. To, they, college. Jamar Chase. Yep. Yep. LSU. Friends. Yep. Friends. They weren't went to college. You know, they partied together. They smoked cigars. <laughs> won a national championship. They did everything. Um, played beer pong. They actually played beer pong together. They're beer pong partners. Um, so. Like I said, just 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 a shitty deal, man. And you, uh, and like I said, I, I just feel for you, man. Because like I said, man, the the goal was sending podcasts live from Kansas City, you know, for the AFC Championship oh, my game. God. You know, um, well, hey, there there still could be in in Kansas City live for the AFC Championship. Just yes, the Raiders won't could. be there. The Raiders won't be there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, so we can we can get into that if you want. But like I said. I genuinely feel bad for the Raiders. Uh, like I said, you guys fought hard to get to the playoffs, to get to 10 wins. After everything that happened this season, salute to you guys. It's it's a good um, – it's good. That, like I said, we've talked about this every podcast, and we're going to have plenty of off-season content. But the off-season for the Raiders, you know, Mike Mayock's gone now, is uh, is going to yep. be is going to be insane. It's going to be nuts. Yep. And, I mean, as we were – as I'm working through the technical issues, mostly created by me, for anyone listening out there, um, you know, there's more rumors where John or Jim Harbaugh is saying if he's offered the job, he would take it in Vegas. Others think he's using this as leverage, although he already has an amazing contract in Michigan. So uh, Rich Bisaccia interviewed for his own job today. Um, and as coach said, uh, GM Mike Mayock has been fired. And I, I thought he did a decent job in the late rounds. He got Crosby in like the fifth. He got Hunter Renfro. You know, him and Gruden were able to pluck Waller out of there, out of the Ravens practice squad. So they found a lot of hidden gems, but they whiffed on so many first round picks, um, specifically the 2020 draft class, which we've been over and over. Um, so we'll we'll end it there. So I'm curious to see how the coaching thing goes. We'll have a whole Raiders new head coach episode coming up. So let's focus on someone that actually won their game. That is the Kansas City Chiefs. What are they going to do this time? Well, now you got Kelsey going to take the snap for starters. Mahomes becomes a decoy. Kelsey's going to throw a touchdown. Kelsey to Pringle. That was Travis Kelsey tying Derek Carr for the amount of touchdown passes thrown in the playoffs. Ste- uh, Steelers and Chiefs, 42-41 Chiefs win. 
Tell us about it, Coach. Yeah, 42, 42 21. Um, so you actually you, your 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 clip was actually my favorite uh favorite play of the game. Uh was Travis. That's what I was hoping. Yeah, That's what I was hoping. Good call. I love I love the the throw to Nick Algaretti too, uh for the uh, for the touch on the offensive line. That was dope. Um but yeah, just, just a crazy game. You know, the the uh the Steelers get, you know, get the lead at seven nothing in the beginning. Nice return there by TJ Watt. Um for the touchdown, I was like, oh, shit, this might actually be a better game than it was. And uh, boom, it's, you know, it's like 21 to seven and, and it's and they just and they just 28 to seven. It's just they just keep rocking and rolling. You know, Mahomes was 30 at 39, 404 yards, five touchdowns and interception. I think he's got more 400 yard, uh, five touchdown games than anyone else in playoff history. He's either got more or he's or he's tied, um, which is incredible because he's, you know, he's you know, this is three or four years of him and him being in the playoffs. So um, just, you know, Jarek McKinnon had a great game. You know, Brian Pringle continue, continues to step up. Um, you know, Kelsey had a nice touchdown pass from uh, from Mahomes as well. Uh, defense played good. You know, the, the 21 points was kind of like we're going to, you know, let off the gas a little bit, um, still win by three touchdowns, yeah. still have a dominating win. Um they needed a win like this, you know, uh, Nick Wright, who I, um, you know, big chief supporter. We, uh, we don't agree on the LeBron James, Michael Jordan thing, but we can unite on our love of the chiefs. And, uh, you know, he said this was better than a bye week which I actually agree with, uh, you know, it kind of gets the offense and defense, um, rocking and rolling a good tune-up game. You know, they got a big game against against Buffalo coming up on Sunday in Arrowhead. Um, should be, uh, I would, you know, uh, would most, like most people would probably think it's going to be the game of the weekend. Uh, and Game uh, of the weekend for sure. Game of the weekend Has for sure. Be. And uh, it's, you know, it's going to be, it's, it's something that we're going to probably see and deal with for many years to come between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. And, oh, Josh Allen is better than Patrick like, He's not a, he he's not better than Patrick Mahomes. Um, he might be a little bit taller than Patrick Mahomes, but he's that's that's the only thing he's got to beat on his height. Um, but uh, yeah. Patty Mac is the man, um, despite having his his brother TikTok and and that's just I don't oh know. god. It's uh, I I'm glad we didn't get Juju because him I I would I, I I don't know I would just imploded with Juju and and Jack's Mahomes TikToks all season, but um. It can great. never happen. It just can't. Yeah, you know? great, great, great win. Defense looked good. Um, and uh, like I said, the defense, everyone's going to have to be on their A game for the Bills. I would say that, you know, whoever wins this game's probably the Super Bowl favorite. Um, definitely, this, definitely the favorite to come out of the AFC. I don't think there's a question about that. 100%. Um, no. These are the top two teams. Yeah, the top two yeah. teams. Um, and uh, we shall see, but I am I am confident in the Chiefs uh, going into uh, to Arrowhead, um, protecting that home field, Jiha, and uh, and get and, and get and getting the win. But um, yeah, I, I I couldn't be happier with their performance. Everyone uh, everyone contributed, and uh, yeah, I, I got I got nothing but good things to say. Nothing but good things to say. What about you? What do you think? Um, I'm just gonna start. The Steelers' offense is pathetic. Uh, I think Matt Canada might or should be looking for another job. If I have to watch Deontay Johnson run another slant or a shallow cross, I'm going to lose my mind. Um, they punted on their first eight possessions. 
They didn't score until TJ Watt scored on a fumble recovery off Daryl Williams. So offense still no no credit to you guys really. Um, Mahomes did get intercepted by Devin Bush, tipped by TJ Watt. TJ Watt's an absolute savage. He, he's unreal. Um, but then it was really on after that uh, for you guys. Like you said, McKinnon, what a great pickup. You like we and I tweeted about it, but we talk about how the 49ers can really make any running back usable. Um, you guys are right up there with them. Like McKinnon, nobody really like, you know, he's drafted in 14. I think he went to the Vikings or something back then. And then Washington, like he bounced around um, and he looks revived. He looks awesome. He's great in space. He had 81 yards receiving 61 yards rushing. So 140 total. That's fantastic. Um, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, who uh, Mahomes himself was 30 for 39, five touchdowns, 404 passing yards, one interception, which I don't even count as his. His mom will be happy I said that. Uh, and then Kelsey had a receiving touchdown, and he threw for a touchdown, as we heard earlier. He had 108 yards on five receptions. Phenomenal. Um, and then your defense, um, seven QB hits, three sacks. The only thing that made me nervous of this, so I think it is a good tune-up, and I'd always rather that the team plays at all instead of having a bye week. Like, I am nervous for Austin's Packers next week, which we'll talk about. Um but I worry about when you have a team like a blowout game. So like the Bucks blew the hell out of the Eagles, and I could care less what happens to the Bucks, to be perfectly honest. But I just don't like it to be that easy. Um, and it wasn't that easy for you guys in the beginning. Their defense is their secondary is decent. TJ Watt and Cam Hayward are manimals, um, but it just wasn't enough to hold out. Their linebackers aren't great, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I think it was a good tune-up game, like you said. And I'm a little like less nervous for you guys. Um, when we go into predictions, which um, if you want to just get right yeah, into it. And like I said, it's important to to just be sharp. Um, and uh, they were sharp. All right. And why don't we segue into our uh, divisional playoff round one predictions? All right, coach. First one is good, so I'm going to give it to you. Actually, they're all good. Finally. Uh, Finally. Bengals and Titans. Bengals and Titans, 4.30 on Saturday. Bengals and Titans. I am, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride the hot hand. I'm going to stick with Joe Burrow and the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, like we've mentioned a couple times on the, sh- on the show today, um, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase went to college together, and that connection oh. will – Oh, yeah. my God. In case I you guys no forgot within the last five minutes um, – Right. That connection, I feel like this their team in general is I think I think overall better than the Titans. And uh I think the Titans, you know, there there's some question marks, you know. I think King, King Henry will play. How healthy will he be? Uh knowing him and his mutant like abilities to heal, he probably will be okay. But I think overall, I think the Bengals will get the win. I think it'll be a relatively close game. Um I think the Titans are a good team, but I just think that the the Bengals are uh, are better. And I think Joe Burrow, between Joe Burrow, Mixon, their their group of receivers, um, their offensive prowess prowess is that I think that's how you say it. Um, prowess, you got it. And uh, their their defense. I know they're who who's out. Was it um one of their, their they lost one of their DNs didn't they for the game? Um, um I can't I can't. Ogan Joby. Okajobi. Okay, they lost somebody, which I think will yeah, have some sort he's of. He's not playing, but yeah, but yeah, Hendrickson uh, and Hubbard should be okay for the game. Yeah, if, if Hendrickson and Hubbard are okay, uh, I think they'll be able to get to Tannehill. Um, and uh, again, 
great season by the Titans to get the number one seed. I give them props, you know, losing Henry, they could have imploded, but uh, I'll give it to the Bengals. And I think they, like I said, they win a close game. I think they probably end up winning by a field goal. Um, but uh, I will, I will take the Bengals in this one. So I originally wanted to take the Titans and a little a bit of that was the bias. Obviously I'm still salty after the loss. Um, the thing that makes me nervous for the Bengals is they are new to the show. It's not like Joe Burrow and his college teammate, Jamar Chase, um, haven't been to any big games together, you know, national championship and all that stuff. Um, but this is a little bit different, um, but they really did fine against the Raiders. They did have a good amount of help. I'm not just talking about the whistle, but, you know, they had some help with the Raiders sloppiness and the penalties and all that stuff. Um, but I do think that just the way that Burrow operates – um, he's going to operate a bit better than Tannehill and he will come away with the win. I think it also will be close. I'm just not sure about um, just not sure about Tannehill. There's a lot of question marks, as we've said, with, um, you know, with the running back situation. And then, you know, it's really just like A.J. Brown. Julio Jones is just kind of out of it. So I'm also going to go Bengals. Sound good? Sounds good. Good, good goal. Right. I, I guess. I don't think they're going to. We'll We'll go into that next show. But if they win. Then I have more questions. Anyways, uh, all right, I'm going to take the Saturday 8-15 game. That's going to be the 49ers and the Green Bay Packers. This actually is another one that I'm struggling with. Like the Niners have kind of been the Achilles heel, the Packers for a while. They beat them in the regular season. Was it this year? No, no, the Packers won or, this year, but they they beat them in the yeah. They beat, they them beat them in the, the NFC Championship two seasons ago, and it was not close, and it was bad. Um it sounds like Bosa is going to play. It sounds like Fred Warner is going to play. Um, I'm still going to go with the Packers. I don't like first round buys. I don't like buys in general um, as far as how teams seem to perform after they're done. Um, but the Packers are getting a host of studs back. Back Tiari, Jair Alexander, um, even Randall Cobb, I think, is back. So I think uh, Rodgers is going to have his full arsenal. And then you got the Shanahan versus LaFleur um, rivalry, little matchup thing going on there. Um, those guys pretend they don't like each other, but they really do. Uh, I think if Jimmy made a couple mistakes against the Cowboys, he's going to make a few more against the Packers, and they're going to capitalize on it even more than the Cowboys could have. So I will go Packers by seven. I have been, um, you know, obviously you do your show prep and you kind of toy with the matchups, and you're like, man, th- this you know, obviously I'm biased to, to to a future prediction we're doing for Sunday night as being the best game of the weekend. But I think this game very well could match that. Um, I think it could potentially exceed it as far as being a really good game. Um, That's generous of you. You know, yeah, 100%. Because, you know, the, the 49ers have a good run game and typically a good run game, um, which has been the Packers' Achilles heel this year, can somehow make up for uh, for, for bad quarterback play. Um, reluctantly, I, I, I am going to take the Packers in this game. Um, if the 49ers win, not shocked. Um, but I, I will take the Packers in this game. I think it's going to be extremely close. Um, you know, this is definitely a uh, monkey on the back for Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. I believe he's 0 three against the 49ers in the playoffs. Um, and you know this is his, this is his hometown team. This is the team he always wanted to play for. And then they you know they picked Alex Smith and not him, uh, which the Packers are obviously grateful for. Uh, but that's right. you know, that's obviously extremely old news. Um, so I will take the Packers in a close game. 
again, though, like if, if the 49ers come out firing all cylinders and they beat, you know, the Packers wouldn't shock me either, but I will, I will stick with the Packers extremely close game. I think it's going to be, um, uh, obviously must see TV. And I think it's just going to be, I think the, the benefit, the biggest benefit the Packers have is the elements. It's, it's going to be cold. It's going to be miserable. Um, which is something that Lambeau Field obviously brings to the table every you know playoff season that the Packers are in there, um, and I'll, I'll I'll take the Packers, and I think that'll <coughs> excuse me be a benefit to them. So Green Bay gets the win. I agree. I also I always seem to forget to factor it in, but obviously the home field advantage. I saw some posts that Green Bay fans are saying every single person get a program, turn it into a megaphone. And then can you imagine 76,000 rabid Green Bay fans with megaphones and 49ers fans aren't like, I don't, I don't put them in like the diehard category as far as fan bases go. I don't think they're going to travel all that well. So I think that stadium is going to be yeah, rocking I, green. I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think the 49ers have, you know, a, a, a good, a, a good fan base. I think it's different. I, I just don't think, you know, the Green Bay Packers being a, uh, a team owned essentially by the fans, they're not going to really be given selling tickets to to the 49ers. So that's that's their biggest mm-hmm. disadvantage, you know, because the 49ers packed up, um, you know, the Cowboys Stadium had a buddy that went to the game, so there's a ton of 49ers fans. And, you know, when they went to L.A., they had a t- ton of fans too. So I don't necessarily agree with that, but I just don't think they'll be coming into Green Bay because Green Bay's got that, like, hey, we, we own the team. We're not going to be giving you tickets, especially for a playoff game like this. So. Right. Yeah. I think it makes it easier too when you have a stadium that's like isolated like that. Like it's, I, I went there last year, like it's not convenient to get to. You really have to like work to get out there. Mm-hmm. And then you don't want to work to get out there and be surrounded by a bunch of cheese eating goons in green. Yeah. That are, that are shirtless in, in drink, drink, Yeah. Shirtless drinking beer and, yeah. and, and 10 degree right. weather. So yeah, 100%. Summertime for them. Yeah. They're, they're good. Um, but yeah. So quite a, too many advantages I think are stacking in the Packers favor for me to give this to the Niners. I would be somewhat surprised if they win, but you're right. I would not be shocked. This is really not a matchup. I think they wanted to have. Um, all right. Now I'm going to pass it back over to you for the Sunday three o'clock game. So depressing. Only four games, this weekend, know, right? but they're all good. Um, Rams and Buccaneers. Yes. Pick I, the right one. I, Do it. I, I will say this. It, it's I think this weekend is quality over quantity. As far as the games go, there's some, it is. There's some pretty bad games last week, but um, I am going to take the uh, I'm Ram jam it, man. I'm taking the Rams. Um, yes. 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 I'm, t- I'm taking the Rams. Uh, you know, uh, I'm not, I, as much as I don't like Tom Brady, I'm not going to just pick against him because I don't like him. I just think the Rams are, you know, their, their game against Arizona, they showed me a lot. They showed me that, you know, when their offense and their defense is clicking, they are a, uh, a, that's, you know, that's why they're, you know, a lot of people's preseason picks for the Super Bowl. And, you know, obviously they added Von Miller, they added, <clears throat> who had a great game, and Odell Beckham, who had a great game too, uh, against Arizona, threw a touchdown, threw for a touchdown, caught a touchdown, you know, kind of did it all. Um, I think they'll get the win. Uh, again, I think all these games are going to be relatively close. There's not going to be any blowouts. So I think they'll win a close one in Tampa. Um, but uh, the Rams will get the win. I think Matthew Stafford gets another monkey off his back. Um, they make it to the NFC Championship game, and you know, in Lambeau, and that'll be obviously amazing and, and must see TV as well. But uh, I will take the Rams. I just don't feel. I mean, the Bucks had a dominating win, obviously, against the Eagles. Um, I don't think they were really tested 
very much. Um, I guess you nope. could say the same for the Rams. They weren't really tested as well either. Um, but the Rams have already beat the Bucks this year, I believe, right? Didn't they already beat them? They beat them in L.A.? They did. They did. Beat them in yep. L.A. Uh, so, But the Arizona defense is no slouch either. Yeah, they're no slouch. Um, and uh, I think there's some – you know, some issues on the Tampa Bay offensive line, um, which I think can help the Rams. Obviously, you have Aaron Donald, who, you know, no one can stop, um, and Von Miller. Get to the quarterback, get to Brady, get him on his ass, and uh, get the win. And that's that's what I think the Rams are going to do this week. Well, and you brought up a perfect point. Um, Tristan Wirfs and Ryan Jensen both did not participate in the walkthrough yesterday. So not not a great sign when the game is three two days away two days away forty eight hours. The, I, I'm sure they'll end up playing, but you know they're not going to be at a hundred percent. Which I've, you saw when Wirfs came out for after his injury, he was he was not fit to be. Oddly back enough, it's field. another ankle um, injury. I'm with you. I'm going to go Obviously, Rams. Yeah, the Bucks have some some. Uh, what's the word? They have, there's it's a it's, it's a coincidence, you know, their ankle injuries between him and Antonio Brown. But yeah, Wirfs. I know right. That's that's not one good. gets back on the field. The other one walks off the field. Exactly. Doing jumping jacks. Um, so, yes, I'm going to go Rams. Uh, it's a question mark also if Leonard Fournette's going to play. I think that the Rams probably had one of the tougher matchups to lead them into this game. You know, the Bucks just ravaged the Eagles. Um, you guys ravaged the Steelers. I think they had kind of the probably one of the best matchups of the of the wild card weekend. Um, and can't and they and, really and, they really. And sorry, just to interrupt you, I just had to say this about Cam Akers, dude. Like that, another mutant dude coming back like five and a half months after uh, Achilles injury to 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 play and and, and be and be a huge because you got him, you got Hendrickson, you got I don't know Hendrickson, but you got him and Sony Michelle, who um yep, who are a, a great duo. Um, obviously, we just seen them for the first time last week, but. Uh, Watch out! Watch out for those Rams, man. I mean, I know they want to play a home game in LA for the Super Bowl, like Tampa did last year. And uh, yeah, I have a good feeling about the Rams. I think they, I think they kind of got that monkey off their back. They won their first playoff game. Staff guys won first playoff win, you know. And they're gonna, right. they're gonna move forward and knock Brady off Agreed. his chair. And I'm, I'm hoping for it with a, a little bit of bias there because I also don't like Brady. But yeah, so I, I'm gonna go Rams and. Uh, they were part of my two-team Super Bowl pick. One of the teams didn't even make the playoffs, the Browns. So I'm, I'm kind of riding on the Rams for the rest of this. And then the final game, which is arguably, like we said, maybe the Packers and 49ers, but I think the best game of the weekend, all these are great, um, Bills and Chiefs, Sunday at 6.30 in Arrowhead. Go, Eric. What are Man, your feelings? Uh, this is uh, – it's – it's 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 a perfect Sunday night football game, right? It's a perfect way to end the uh, end the weekend um, and go forward towards uh, championship Sunday. Um, I the the Chiefs are going to win this game. You know the way that the this is the first time that like I guess I think it's the first time that any two teams face each other where their quarterbacks just came off five hundred or five hundred five touchdown games. So it's going to be extremely high scoring. Um, I think the T- Chiefs end up winning by. I'm gonna give it the Chiefs are gonna end up winning by a touchdown. Um, I uh, I love the way Patrick Mahomes played. Um, you know all the Bills fans are talking shit on his daughter, which is not a good move. Um, no. by any means. And uh, I think the the Chiefs are gonna are gonna get this win. They you know the 
the Bills kicked their ass earlier in the season in Kansas City. No, I you don't I don't have to sugarcoat that. Um but come playoff time, the the, the Chiefs are on, on another level. And they they showed me that last week um when they, you know, obviously beat the Steelers handily. Um and they are they're defending the home turf. And you know, what better motivation would it be than to have, you know, uh, after the Bengals win to to get a revenge against them and have the AFC Championship game back at Arrowhead again. Um, so I am uh, I am confident in the Chiefs. I am looking forward to it. It's going to be a uh, a nerve wracking game. I wasn't really all that nervous about the Steelers. I am anxious, uh, anxious, nervous, excited. Uh, just a mix of all three when it comes to the comes to the Bills because you know they're a great team, man. They are. They, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. You know Singletary showed me a lot last week. Um, so uh, it'll be a tough game. The Chiefs are going to get the win, though, and uh, I'm confident in that. And uh, wish I could be there to cheer them on. Um, but uh, I'm going to I'm going to take the Chiefs, and I am uh, I am confident that they're going to get the win. So looking forward to it, though. Can't wait. It's going to be electric. I'm with you. Um, I love the matchup. It's two high powered offenses, two really like on the rise defensive units. Um, and then just two rabid, savage fan bases. Um, I respect the Bills for their dedication, same as the Chiefs. Like, you guys are, are going to be there. I'm curious how many Bills fans are going to make the trip out. They're brave if they are, because I imagine just seas of red um, out there in the kingdom. Um, I think what it's going to come down to is weapons. I think the defenses are pretty similar. I think you both are going to get similar amounts of pressure. Last uh, AFC Championship, you guys had... Josh Allen running for his life. I don't know if it'll be the same this year. It could be similar. I mean, Spagnola knows what's what's going to work against um, Josh Allen. But I think you guys just have more weapons. The offense is more dynamic. The speed fa- the speed is going to be a huge factor. I'm just going to. I think you guys just outclass them really in every portion, even if it's just by a small percentage. I think the Chiefs are just that much better. We've seen the Bills go really up and down. You guys are really only down in the beginning of the season, and then you were riding high for the last like fudge. I almost cursed like twelve games. Twelve games. You guys are just cr- cr- crushing it, um, especially against the Raiders. Um, and the Bills lost. So to the I'm Jaguars, going with you. So I mean, we got that. That's what I'm saying. Like they just, and then the first matchup against the Patriots, they got they got pushed in. Um, I I'm just gonna have to go with you guys. I just like the consistency more. I like the weapons. I like the defense. Um, everyone just has to, you know, you can't have any um, brain farts from your boy um, Sorensen over there. So uh, that's that's what I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. For the big time W, and then that will, uh, I think it will be close though, but I'm thinking shootout and maybe something odd like, I don't know, like three points or uh, something to that effect. So that, that's about where I'm going to take it. I just, I think if you guys just hit your stride early enough, it took you a little bit to get in stride against the Steelers. Just hit your stride early and don't, don't, no foot off the gas. Uh, at all, kind of like with the Steelers, where you guys kind of let up a little bit, but all um, gas. not enough to make it competitive for them. All gas, breaks, no breaks. Exactly. Right? All gas, no breaks. Took the words right there out of my mouth. That's what we're going to have to do. Hundred percent. Perfect. All right. So we're going. We we agree on every one of these, and I think we're going to be four and zero in our predictions. Although I won't be upset if I'm mad or if I'm wrong about the Titans winning because I love Mike Vrabel. Yeah, your coach right. of the year. Now we're going to do. Yeah, there you go. Um. So let's do our send it award. For the end of this uh, episode, 
And then uh, that's going to be it for us. But let's get that going. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Coach, why don't you start with you? My, say, my yeah, we're, we're, not getting, we're, not getting, we're not in our background. Uh, my, Wait, what there we go. That? It's a major award. Boom, there we go. Boom, there we go. We can't we can't do the Senate award without sending uh, without our little pre-recorded um, audio there. I'm going to give well, it to Jarek yeah. McKinnon, um, a, a guy who's just kind of come in Love it. the last two weeks and uh, just been a stud, man. He is uh, he's an ultimate weapon. Uh, it's, there's a reason he wears number one. He's kind of like that Superman um, for this offense now. I think he's going to continue to uh, kind of make up for uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire not being there. Uh, Daryl Williams. I just feel like he fits perfect into this offense. Um, his stat line, like, yeah, he's probably not going to rush for over a hundred yards. Uh, but he's going to, you know, he's probably going to run for about maybe, you know, 40 to 70 yards. He, he had 80, yeah. 80 last yeah. game. Yeah. So he's not going to, he's, he's not going to overwhelm you like a Derrick Henry or a Taylor or somebody like that, but he's going to, he's going to do work. Um, he's a solid, solid, solid running back and really just perfect for our system. It's kind of crazy. He's been, he'd been injured, um, and whatnot. So he hasn't really, uh, been with us consistently all season. Um, but he has been great the last couple of weeks. Like I said, just really an awesome weapon. Just, you know, can run the ball, can catch the ball, the backfield perfect for what Andy Reid loves to do. So I'm going to give my set award to, uh, to Jarek McKinnon. I don't really have a good catchy name for it. Maybe uh I don't know. I don't I don't have a good catchy name for it. He's just just a I can't think of one either. Know, just a the the X Factor. The X Factor. Chiefs fans will know about X Factor. Um yeah, that guy. That guy but the but the uh, but the better yeah. version. Um the new and improved X Factor. And uh Yeah. The one that doesn't smoke yeah, crack. Yeah, the one that doesn't smoke crack. The uh the uh the one who doesn't do drugs. Um, so it's all about hugs. Perfect. So yeah, Jarek McKinnon, Senator Ward, <laughs> uh, X Factor, and I think he'll be big in this game too. All right. Um, I'm gonna give the QB one award to Derek Carr. It's probably the last Senator Award the Raiders will be even touching for the rest of the, the episode. I put it out there. I'm already saying he's a quarterback for next season. I had a lot of issues with him this year, but he did get us in the playoffs. He was close to winning, didn't quite get it done. But I had said in the beginning of the year, if he gets us to playoffs, I'm good with it. And there really isn't another option for us next year either. Um, so I'll maybe reevaluate later on, but it's not like there's anyone in this draft that I'm particularly fond of. I don't think there's going to be as many um, you know, exciting free agent quarterbacks as we think for next year. Um, and I think we've talked about it. Like I don't think that you could have put a lot of quarterbacks in our building and they could have stepped up and been the leader and the, you know, he's, he's not, just, uh, you know, a guy in his 30, he's an actual full-blown adult. We have some of these quarterbacks that you look at them and they're like little kids. I don't think that you could put Justin Fields or Jared Goff in the Raiders building and they could uplift this team through all the issues they had to deal with this season. Um, so I think Carr is the guy both on the field and off. So I'm putting my stake on him. It's not even going to be a discussion for me really in the off season. I saw what you said, a straight-up swap for Justin Fields somebody put up. I saw another one where the Colts give us Carson Wentz in a third. No, uh, not happening. I don't want Carson Wobbly Wentz anywhere near uh, my team. So that's it. That's Derek Carr for the uh, QB1 award. That's our quarterback for 2022. Maybe he'll beat the Chiefs for the second time next year. And I'll get a t-shirt. And, 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 and maybe if you guys make the playoffs, he'll he'll be able to uh 
throw another touchdown and, and, and take the lead from Travis Kelsey. There we go. Yeah. Um, that is content. There is contingency with that. Derek, you have to throw for more than one touchdown <laughs> yes. a game. Cause that's uh that's not enough. Dan Carlson is outscoring you by a, a mile and he's kicking a mile long. So there you go. All right, but that's it. So we got our um, round one divisional playoff predictions done. We got our reviews from wildcard weekend. It's going to be an amazing weekend for sure. Way better than last weekend. So everyone buckle up. And next time we're going to be previewing the AFC and NFC championships. And uh, we will have a giveaway for Super Bowl weekend. So stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. And, and, we'll, uh, and we'll get yeah. the episode out a little bit sooner. I think next week and probably get it done Monday or Tuesday. And uh, yeah, Monday. Monday. We'll get it done Monday. Monday. We'll get it done Monday because a lot of technical issues on my my end and like this, this is know, we're, we're not is we don't there... we don't got Joe Rogan internet. You know what I mean? We don't have that. We don't have yeah. that super non-infected internet. So we we yeah we're not at a, some Pat McAfee podcast. No, house. Nope. You know we're we're jumping between Missouri and Connecticut. Yeah, here, we folks. don't. It's not all we don't that have high that class. money yet. So um, we'll uh, we'll yet. continue to work on it and continue to try and be better for y'all. So we appreciate everyone's support. Yeah. We'll see you guys next week.